Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You don't think that it's time that somebody cared enough to have a dream? Why are you getting so upset? This is not about you. Yes, it is. You are a human affront to all women, and I am a woman. At some point, you got to decide for yourself who you are. Can't let nobody make that decision for you. How do you go about getting an exorcism? I beg your pardon? Hi, this is Mark Kermode. Welcome to this Kermode on Film podcast. I'm joined again by uh, Jack Howard. Hello. Hello, Jack. Um... Now we're going to talk about we're going to talk about a subject which has been the source of some controversy and and I should say at the beginning that I don't know what you're going to say although you might know what I'm going to say because I have published on this. However, yeah, I'm also going to say that we are drinking through. We are this. drinking. This I is got a whiskey. There's a sound of whiskey yeah, in it, a, and a bit. Well, it's mostly ice, but yeah, you get the idea. I'm on a San Miguel actually. I'm just uh, I'm just. That's classier than you usually go. I think. I am not taking beer advice from a teenager. Look, you, look you've said this before, but you you can't deny that a film critic who drinks Budweiser is not a funny image. Well, <laughs> that is hilarious. I mean, the thing is, Jack. I, I, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm an easy man to please. I mean, I like, I, I like my beer cold and weak and sure. uh, you know and that's it Look, and I, i'm not criticizing what beer you like i just want you to understand that it is a funny image okay. somebody who criticizes art for a living is just like yeah I like a simple beer <laughs> yeah but i do <laughs> you know i mean it's like it's not an affectation that's what i like and you know i've i have uh, I, I have ridden out enough 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 storms of criticism anyway whatever so the point is we're both <laughs> drinking um we're just starting drinking so we're clear. not drunk the reason i i, I think is partly because we're recording this on a sunday afternoon and partly because th- this is a fairly um uh, heated subject so what we're going to talk about for the next half an hour or so is uh, Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League mm-hmm. now I've I've already reviewed this but I haven't spoken to you about it at all except no. that um you said to me you weren't bored that was the phrase yes. that you used you weren't bored and <laughs> is I'd that be- hard for you to believe <laughs> no no it's it, it's that I don't it could go either way I don't know whether you weren't bored because you loved it or whether you weren't mm-hmm. bored because you hated it or whether you weren't bored because you were surprised by it <clears> so <throat> let's start by just I'll do a bit of background and then I'm going to start yeah, with you. Yeah, I was going to say I'm, I was I'm sure a lot of people are, are aware of what happened, but well, we might why don't as well you, catch some people up. F- fill us in from your point because actually you're okay. mu- you're much more kind of immersed in this world than I am. Yeah, I think essentially what happened is Zack Snyder was making Justice League at a time when DC felt particularly unsure what direction they wanted to head in. So there was already cold feet I think before they even started shooting the thing. And then there was a tragedy in Zack Snyder's family. I think everyone's being as vague as that when sure, they're discussing it, fine. but it was pretty horrific yes. what happened in his family. Yes, so he decided to step away after continuing to try and work on the movie. He thought, no, I can't do this. And he stepped away. And then DC, because they were confused, didn't know what they wanted to do. And they turned Suicide Squad into whatever the hell we saw in 2016. Oh, I mean, the next thing is going to be the eye cut. I mean, that is, if now that they've got this, they're probably going to try and get that. But um, because they were confused and they were trying to copy Marvel in some way, I mean, I think that's probably safe to say they hired ex-Avengers director Joss Whedon to come in and not only finish the cut, but also repurpose it so that it had a lighter tone. That was his job, essentially. It came out in 2017. It's a mess. (laughs) It's a misguided, tonally inconsistent, incoherent dull mess it is it is just awful um and since then fans kicked up a storm and some ways that i cannot condone at all uh to try and get the snyder cut released with the famous hashtag release the snyder cut and there was a lot of talk about whether or not it existed there was lots of people even denying that it was possible or that it would ever happen but here we are four years later cut to the present 
It has been released. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All four hours of it. So just a couple of background questions. Um, the version that we have now is four hours long. I'm not sure that the original cut would ever have been that long. Um, no, we- I doubt it. I think it probably would have ended up around the two hour, sure. 45, three hour mark. And so we know that Joss Whedon oversaw a, a number of reshoots. One of the ways yep. we know that is that uh, Henry Cavill's top lip cannot move in the reshoots <laughs> because he yeah, was they, in the process. The CGI actually replaces his entire bottom half. Right, okay. It, is, it, it, it looks ridiculous because he was in the process of uh, shooting something for which he had a moustache and he wasn't able Mission to shoot the must- take the moustache off <laughs> contractually exactly. obligated moustache <laughs> yeah exactly um so the first question i have is um were there reshoots after the reshoots were there reshoots done for the has Zack snyder version? done any yes, yes. Or, or, um, or i'm not sure in the main bulk he says really the only big reshoot and it wasn't even a reshoot, it was additional photography, was for the, the nightmare scene with Jared Leto's Joker. Okay, and, and uh, Jared Leto's Joker. Incidentally, <laughs> spoilers ahoy. Don't, yeah, obviously. Oh, yes, of course. We should have said that at the top. Yeah, it's okay, but we'll say it now. Spoilers ahoy, okay? If you don't, if you don't want spoilers, um, you know, fine. It, 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 otherwise, uh, Superman comes back from the dead halfway through, just so you know. And he's got a black suit now. It, yeah. Ooh. Okay, so um, so I watched all four hours of it. Um, and Did I you was, do it in one go? Uh, well, I would like to have done it in one go. Unfortunately, the link that they sent me from America, the first link, expired <laughs> at midnight America time. So <laughs> it got to two hours and th- 15 through, and then it expired. And then the second half of it... They had to get a link that for reasons... I mean, honestly, this was like... It was like trying to watch... It, it was absurd. I ended up Just watching... Just stick the, it on YouTube. I ended up... Pardon me? Just stick it on exactly. YouTube. Exactly. I ended up watching that? the second half of it between four o'clock and six o'clock in the morning. Ooh, that is probably not the time <laughs> for that. So, I um, watched... No, no, wow, not, no, I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. So, I've, I have watched the whole film. I had a, I had a, a lot of difficulty with the, with, the, yeah. uh, with the secure screeners, which are increasingly becoming, you know, b- press this button here, download an app here, you know, d- do all this. And you, you feel like going, look, I'm not going to pirate this because this... Anyway, whatever. It doesn't matter. So, yes, I have seen the whole film. I was trying to watch it in uh, in a whole go, but unfortunately um, the screening link failed. But I have watched the whole thing. In fact... I watched it throughout one day. I sort of spaced out the first okay. four parts throughout the day and then watched the second half in the evening. Yeah. And I felt like I'd been on a long-haul flight. Yeah. And I was like... I feel like I've been in that world for an entire day yeah. because when I wasn't watching it, it was certainly still playing. Sure. The tone of it was still in my head. Okay, so Jack, I'm going to start with you and then we can, we'll come to my feeling about it. What did you make of the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League? Well, it's rubbish, isn't it? Like, obviously it's rubbish. <laughs> I'm I'm also not a massive fan of Zack Snyder's voice. I, I think he's a brilliant visual storyteller. No one really knows how to frame and know how to move the camera and then also edit those images together quite as beautifully as him you know he's sort of in the same category as he's a bit better than michael bay but he's got like that sense of understanding how to make an exciting image and that makes him very good at uh, adapting comic book stuff but and, and also i think it's important to say as well that i am i have obviously didn't campaign for it in the same way as everybody else did and i don't agree with some of the horrid things that people have said and done we'll come to that a bit later on but i'm so happy that it exists i also love the passion for it because in today's market especially in big blockbuster filmmaking you know i love marvel but when i see a marvel thing i don't think i'm going to go see like i'm excited for sam raimi to do doctor strange 2 and i hope that he's able to get some of his voice across but i don't go and see a marvel film and think oh this is so-and-so director for Marvel. This feels like somebody is facilitating Marvel's vision. And I'm not criticizing that because I think it works and I love it. And I love it watching everything that they make. But it's nice to see that somebody at that level can go to the studio system and go, my vision, it's weird. And Batman says, fuck. And (laughs) Superman is boring. And everybody just turns up and is sort of like an old-fashioned gladiator god, mythical type, and people love it, so much so that they want to see it in its unfiltered Zack Snyder-y version. And I think it's amazing to see, you know, at the risk of sounding pretentious, <laughs> but I think it's amazing to see such passion 
for an artistic voice. And I think that's so cool at this level. But I also think (laughs) that I don't particularly respond to his voice, but I'm fascinated by it because there it is on the screen, this passion project, and it's about Batman. (laughs) And he's treating Batman with the same gravitas as you would Zeus or Hercules. And he's just going, this is the modern day version of that, but it's so funny. It's just funny to me, like his seriousness and the grandiose of it and how... I mean, there's no other word than serious. Like, he takes it so seriously, and I just find that a bit funny. It almost feels like it's flirting with parody to me. And, you know, take, for example, example the bit in the film where the superheroes walk up some stairs. Do you remember this? And the rock music's going... As they're just, like, walking upstairs. And I was just like, that's... How does he not know that's funny? That's so funny. Um... Yeah, and obviously it's a bloated mess, but also it's, at this point, he's releasing everything because he's like, well, might as well just have everything that I've ever shot for this movie in this one cut because otherwise, you know, what chance am I going to get to show off what I might have made of this? I have to respect it, I think is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I don't particularly like it, and I wasn't, like I said to you, I wasn't bored by it. I was sort of baffled by it, and I think, as well, big picture... The real problem with why this movie doesn't work, because I can see myself getting invested in Flash turning back time. That that sequence, so co- I'm actually, I think Flash has some of the coolest moments in the film. The bit when he saves all the people, like, and it's done from their point of view of just watching this magic happen in front of them. Love that. Love him turning back time, but I don't feel anything. I'm just watching it being like, yep, that's cool. But I think you need, you, you, ultimately you need a bunch of origin stories to get to this point. And it's a shame that they rushed to get to this point. Rushed. Okay. Well, this is, well, de- well you're right. <laughs> That's hilarious it's now. new use of the word rushed four years that I previously but encountered. They, but, you know. but you know what I mean? Like when they made it in 2017, they were trying so hard to catch up to Marvel's Avengers films. They wanted a T-Bot movie so quickly. We shouldn't be seeing Flash just saving somebody to show what Flash's day is like, because that means nothing to this film. You're just doing an introduction as quickly as you can because you know you haven't given time to figure out who these characters are before you get to the team-up movie. And I think that ultimately flaws it. The box brought Victor back. Victor wasn't dead. Life is either one or zero. It's to be or not to be. Not both. Can you operate this box, Victor? Of course. But we don't know enough about Kryptonian biology. There's no telling what's going to happen. Okay, but, I mean, we have to try, don't we? We have to try. What do we have to lose? We cannot try unless we activate the box. As soon as it wakes up... The enemy sees it, comes, activates the unity, the end. So what we have to lose is the entire planet to a bunch of genocidal aliens. That's good to know. Even if Superman could return, who's to say that he could defeat them? The mother box did. So for what it's worth, my take is this. I mean, I think the 2017 version was terrible um, because it was completely disjointed. There's no point in even compa- comparing them. No, but them, there like- is a point in comparing them because it's all very well to say there isn't a point in comparing them, but it's like there is. They are sure. two They are two, two results of the, of, the, yeah. of the same project. Okay, so the 2017 version is a complete mess because it is a broken-backed disaster, okay? And, uh, you know, it ended up losing money, and so therefore nobody was happy, least of all the fans. The new version is, um, is of a piece. I think that is true. I think it is consistent and uniform. As I've mm. said, I think it is consistently and uniformly boring. I think that the original version was inconsistently and incoherently boring, and this is boring on a level that is absolutely unified and consistent. And as somebody who... I understand uh, the desire to see director's cuts of things because heaven knows I've campaigned for director's cuts of obscure mm. little movies and the one I, you know... And you've put ones together. You've put cuts together. Yeah, no, together. exactly. So I have no problem with that at all. And it is, there is no question that this is uh, an improvement on the original. However, my problem with it, my problems with it, funnily enough, are if the problem with the original was that it was completely disjointed and looked like it was pulling in 17 different ways... This looks like it is pulling in one single way that I don't care about. 
So I think the dialogue is terrible. It's Chris Terry's original script, but I think, you know, who knows exactly who wrote what yeah. lines, but I think the dialogue is, is wooden. I think the characters are fairly shoddily defined and it's, it, it's not a, you know, comic book excuse because, you know, we've seen enough superhero or comic book movies in which the characters are thoroughly rounded and they have complexities. And, you know, my problem with this, which was also a problem with the original version, is everyone in it is indestructible and can fly. So, you know, OK, they can't literally fly, but they can jump in a way that, that they can fly. Nobody's going to die and Superman is going to come back halfway through. No, it's not a plot spoiler or anything. Nobody ever expects Superman to be dead forever, but there's no jeopardy involved in it. No one's dead in comics. No one's... No, but I have seen comics in which I have feared for characters. I've seen comic strip of adaptations, course. but I didn't. I didn't fear for anyone. People get thrown at walls. People get dropped off huge buildings. People... Nobody... There's no consequence to anything. There, Literally everyone in this film is indestructible and everyone can fly um and batman that, is there <laughs> yeah that's the first point second point is um most of the kind of the big reveal riffs so let's take flash turning back time okay call back to richard donner superman arguably although the weakest part of richard donner superman is lois lane's dead i'll fly around the earth at faster than the speed of light and cause the earth to you know go backwards on its axis and fix it it was always the shoddiest part of the first superman film i hate to this is kind of what i'm saying that if they'd done a flash movie first and we'd seen the idea that he can mess with stuff in that way i think that moment would have paid off so much okay more emotionally as well all right look in order for him to turn back time after they yeah. haven't managed to do the thing, he has to run faster than the speed of light. Okay? Yep, yep. Fine. Okay. So, firstly, he has to run faster than the speed of light. Right. Okay. Well, I'll buy into he has to run faster than the speed of light. So, he starts mm-hmm. running faster than the speed of light, and then the Earth goes back or time reverses far enough that by the time he's run... To touch the box at the right moment, Superman is, you know, everything is everything is kind of fixed. Okay, well, so he was travelling for how long at the speed of light? So where did he start? Mars? I mean, I'm sorry, where does Is this he... really what's bothering you, though? No, it's not. Like, it's the, not the fact it, that it exists in a bizarre, it's not, magical... It's not really what's bothering me. It's one of the key plot points is like, no, I'm sorry. No, he he's backing off because he has to run. And the reason he has to run is because when he gets close to the speed of light, he cre- creates a lot of electricity, which will make the Ooga Booga box do the thing <laughs> that will bring Superman back from that. OK, right. Well, all right. I suppose if we absolutely have to, fine. But in this case, he has to go faster than the speed of light to turn back time. He's not doing the Superman thing of going faster than the speed of light round the world several times. He goes from point A, which is just down the road, to point B, which is here, it, it, faster than the speed of light. How long did that last? And uh, just, sorry, just fill me in on this bit. Okay, I know everything goes into super slow motion. No, I'm sorry. That is a bad <laughs> piece of writing. He runs faster than the speed of light from literally down the road to here. And that turns back time enough that by the time he gets to here, he can touch the Ooga Booga box and everything is fine. And I'm going, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that like, I, I have a problem in a completely different way because the fact that the well, Flash no, can do that, other I think, is that like... is completely stupid. Oh, of, well, of course it's silly. No, I don't, no, no, like, no, Jack, there's a difference. There's no, so on, much wait, silly stuff wait, in this movie that bothers me more than that. Uh, no, fine. I didn't say it was silly. I said it was stupid. Okay, and, <laughs> and those two those two things are different. The, pro- okay. the problem with that, and that is one of the big that is one of the big things in the you know, and the the nicest way you can get around that is go well, it's an homage to to, to Dick Donner, and the only answer to that is it's an homage to the only bit of the Dick Donner well, Superman that I don't like. That's something you only you know about. No, because everyone knows we, Superman. No, 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 because because when I'm thinking about the Flash, and I think when more people who are more savvy with comic book stuff think about the Flash, there's a very, very, very famous uh, comic book run called Flashpoint where you know that he can travel through time, and so this is like the first time in this universe of in the cinema that you're seeing this version of what the Flash can do. So it's not just him tipping his hat to Richard Donner, which I'm sure is like a perfectly valid way to look at that. Or maybe it's also a look... Potentially not, but like it's also a look forward at like, here's what the Flash... It's not just somebody who's fast. It's somebody who can manipulate space-time. How? And I think that's an... I don't don't care. No, I do. How? 
<laughs> I don't. I'm not bothered how like he can, you know, he, he can manipulate space. Can fly, he can really. manipulate space time because he moves fast. There are gods in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, are, that's there, fine. There are, there are gods. gods in... is fine. Fish man, <laughs> fine. Okay, no problem with that. <laughs> Superman, but last on the Krypton, fine. Okay, incident. That's your line. In- yeah, it is. Incidentally, Superman can't fly. I mean, the whole right. point about, as any Superman enthusiast will know, Superman can't fly. He can leap tall buildings at a single bound, and then that turns into flying. Well, he can fly now. Yeah, how like, can he fly? I don't know. He's the Superman. He's Superman. Like, fly- exactly. So we've all ju- <laughs> we've all just gone. Okay. So the whole original setup is Krypton, very dense. Super gravity has to be stronger because otherwise bones would break. Gets to Earth, therefore super strength. Leap tall buildings at a single. Oh, he can fly. Like, do you do you prefer, for example? the x-men because there's an idea of like there's a mutant gene and how it takes place within the human changes what they can do with their powers do you like it being more like linked to something that you can relate to or do you like because because to me the idea that flash runs really fast and therefore can run faster than the speed of light is just like oh that's a cool idea and that's sometimes enough with superhero stuff and it doesn't need to be explained in you know in a sort of like well how does that happen it's like well in, in a way that you can't so, okay, understand so, because so, there are gods. Right, so the answer is so Flash, so Flash can turn back time. Yeah. Okay. In that case, I'm... in that case, nothing matters. Anything <laughs> that happens, you just just run just run a bit but, faster. But what about the Marvel movies? They've got the they've got the all those stones that do lots. The of timey wimey thing. Yeah. I mean, I do I, I, yeah. I do think what, as soon as we get into this area, everything becomes you know timey wimey. But I think as soon as you have a character whose superpower is that he can turn back time, and again, that's it's why, clearly very difficult for him. That's, that, but that's you know that's why I say that it's it's like Superman two. I don't care. Because he can turn back time. So, you know, okay. I, just do what you want. I mean, it, I, honestly, I think that's a completely fair criticism Criticism of it. I just don't know what, like, like bringing okay, that to this right, movie so, is like, well, get in the water or get out the water. It's like you're either buying that these, these things can happen yep. or you're not. And if you're criticizing it for just being in that sort of genre, I, no, I think it's that's... not to do, it's not to do with genre, Jack. It's to do with consistency within genre. Like, for example, I was arguing with Simon Mayo about Wonder Woman 1984, which I like and which I know a load of people hate. Yeah, fine. Okay, fine. Simon Mayo said, and when it got to the point that it has the invisible plane turned up, I gave up and I went, okay, Jack, it's Wonder Woman, right? Wonder Woman has an invisible plane. Right, right. Okay, fine. So, But this this Wonder Woman like just turned it invisible and was like this is a thing i can do i forgot to mention whereas like flash turning back time is like well i can see the progression of why you would get to the fact that he could do that i know it's what you would call stupid and what i call silly but all this is it's a silly. very thin line between stupid and silly but it's crucial silly is fine <laughs> stupid isn't okay second thing okay second thing um i'm going to stand on this thing Okay. Yeah, a lot of posing. Okay, yeah. So you're on the on the on the the, the thing with the sword. You're up there, Batman. How long did it take you to climb up there to, to stand there for a moment? I literally tweeted when I was watching it. Most of this extra runtime is just characters S- posing, characters standing on things. A huge amount of characters standing on things. All right. Well, fine. It's superhero movies. Fine. You know, not a problem. You do a lot of standing. But if you do, <laughs> do, it, it, do is it every single time anything yeah. happens? Do like, we have to have every pose in the in? same way that every Every single time Wonder Woman does anything, that musical cue which says ah, Wonder yeah, Woman yeah. is doing something, it was like <laughs> every time she walks in, it was it's like a sitcom cue. It was like a gag. It was like it <laughs> literally became like a gag. What? Who the fuck is thinks that's a good idea? Like every time, and it's also like a rubbish sound as well. Like. It's like I much prefer her like full theme. Like that little cry that happened was just getting ridiculous. Yeah, so that that really bugged the hell out of me and then i and, and then because i don't care about anyone and this isn't because it's comic books because there are comic books in with films that i you know comic book films that i care about people this is why i think the individual movies leading up to this movie would have been better because we would have existed in this world for longer and got to know these people more and understood what they were going through when they met each other whereas he tried to put all that into this one film and i think that's why you go oh it's too much here can't i can't take all this in okay so here i genuinely think that's a problem here are the other things um some of the people who like the films who are critics that i respect very much um peter bradshaw robbie collin have both very much loved it and they've said um two five-star reviews right from robbie i think peter bradshaw was four um they've used phrases like operatic and crazy you know like so over the top shakespearean has been used a lot mythical it's not though it's just it just looks like a very long 
slightly boring TV show. I mean, this whole it's it's somebody it's Michael Bay doing Lord of the Rings. That's kind of what it is. It's like someone's impression of an epic, mm. and I think. That's what it looks like to me, but I can understand why somebody would look at this and be like, I'm swept up by it. I get, I think I could be. Okay, I just you, don't really care about that. Yes. Okay. And there, and there in a nutshell is the final point yep. is yep. I don't care. And that's not because I don't care about Batman because I love the Christopher Nolan films. And it's not because I don't care about shonky superhero films because I've been more invested in Howard the Duck than I am in some of the characters in this film. Even the Aquaman <laughs> issue, which is, you know, Aquaman was always the, the sort of the laughing stock character. You know, there's that, was it Saturday Night talk Live? So, you know, go talk to some fish. Yeah, exactly. Which became the meme that was that was going around. It, it's fine. It's Aquaman. I mean, I used to watch um, uh, Stingray. You know, Stingray's got, you know, the, the underwater kingdom. It's fine. You can buy into that. You know, there are issues with the breathing in the water out of the water but i like tom hanks's uh, tom hanks and you know uh daryl hannah in splash so <laughs> so fine but every single one of these characters is just like to call them thumbnail sketches is and and even with the extended amount of backstory like for example yes we know more about how cyborg got to be oh that really pissed me off actually some people have been really like saying that cyborg's the heart of the movie and they're talking about that moment when you see him, you know, in his mind palace where he can control everything, giving $100,000 to this woman who needs a load of money. And that to me just felt like the most obvious save the cat shit that I was like, I just, it just annoyed me. And I was like, I, that didn't make me like him. It just made me aware yeah. that you were trying to make me like him. Yeah. Yeah. And it bothered me yeah. to, it bothered me for the rest of the movie, okay. which made me sort of less invested in Cyborg. And again, it, I think this problem would be solved if they had individual movies before this. Okay. And we got to know them longer. Victor. Victor, you're not stuck up here. You can have a life. You can have more than... If you stay up here brooding... I'm processing. I can access everything. But I can't put it all together. Not yet. But if you worked with me, if we had the change engine... So you can do to someone else what you did to me. No. The box stays hidden. If you could see what we're learning from the Kryptonian ship, I think the change engine can integrate with its energy, get it powered up... Does and... anybody know? What? At the lab. Does anybody know I'm alive? I... 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 Didn't think you were ready for them to... For what? For them to see the monster. You are not a monster. I think the problem would be solved if this, if if it if it wasn't this filmmaker and this story and this very bad script and this incredibly overburdened plot. And even at four hours long, it feels like what? what hey, where? What? We, we? Who? Oh, fine. And the, you know the. And I, but Mark, I think I, we agree. But I think the difference is that DC tripped up over themselves not not dc really warner brothers tripped up over themselves and couldn't decide what it is they wanted to do took it away from Zack snyder because people didn't like man of steel very much but then they really didn't like batman versus superman rightly so because it's atrocious but then they started pulling away at the rest of their universe and messed it all up but really Zack's grand plan that he had in mind i might have been able to invest in it if he if they'd stuck to it i think it just happens too quickly here too I think quickly, that's fundamental too issue. quickly in a four-hour film. In four hours. So, but this is it. Is it you, you can't do all this in a, in one movie. You can't stick it in four hour, in a four-hour movie and, and make me care. Yeah, I need to have seen these before I'm before this. So we then get onto the issue of, of, of the fans, and I'll I'll just say my piece on this. I I have a great respect for fan culture. I mean, as somebody who's a huge fan of Twilight, as somebody who started out writing for Fangoria magazine. I almost feel like I don't want to have to prove my credentials with your fans. You know, when I get, when I get, you know, fans getting arsy, it's just like, you know, I'm sorry. I was fighting these battles before you were born. So fuck off. Um, and uh, my feeling about it is this. I, I have no problem with fan culture. I've always been kind of part of it, but I think there is a toxic end to fan culture that has grown up with the internet. And I think it has centered on certain key key um texts and certainly 
there has been a poisonous quality to the um to the to the fan trolling connected Massively to this agree. film. I'm sure that we both know somebody personally, and let, let's be honest, they're always women. Yes, it have been. It is an, harassed an by these astonishing people. number of uh, women uh, have been absolutely vilely harassed by. So let me just say this to be clear about it. This is not blaming Zack Snyder. This is not blaming the movie. The fans are the fans. The movie is the movie. They're not the same thing. And yes, just in case you're leaping to your keyboard, not all of them. Not all of them. In fact, probably a small but vocal proportion of them. In fact, probably, you know, like the QAnon part of Trump. You know, there is there is this and then there is this tiny thing. However, the trolling is vile. And if you are anyone who has ever sent a vile, angry message to any film critic, particularly any female film critic, because you felt that they didn't give your comic strip movie the crack of the whip that you wanted them to, stop listening to this podcast now. Unfollow me on Twitter. Never, ever darken my doors again, because I will block you immediately. You do not deserve cinema. You are a... You know, you are a vile speck of dust in the disintegrating cosmos of art. <laughs> and also, are you so insecure that you have to, other people have to like the thing you like? Yeah, exactly. The way you like exactly. it. Exactly. You know, can you not just be comfortable knowing I like this? I don't care what anybody else says about it. If somebody else says it's shit, that doesn't have to change my view or something. Like that's is that not simple to uh, yeah, you? Yeah, and like and, it's, and, that's my big problem. Is that like I. Speaking about this film specifically, and that's what we are obviously referring to with who's been saying this, I love that it exists. I love that people were so passionate about it. I said this already at the start. Yeah, no, you're right. But this is not this is not the way. And I don't think the lesson here should be if we stomp our feet, you know, if we demand loud enough, we get what we want in a sort of childish way. I think that just spawns more childish behaviour. I should also say... Um if you have an ounce of sense about you, under the circumstances of how this movie came about, if you are somebody who sent that kind of abuse, look inside your soul and ask yourself, you know, I'm sorry, which part of you thinks that the people that made this movie want anything to do with you? And also, it is worth saying that I, I, that they have made quite clear that they don't want anything to do with them. They have said, quite rightly, we want nothing to do with this. Zack Snyder genuinely seems like a lovely Nice guy. Person. Seems like a very, yeah. very nice guy. and Clearly very passionate. Yep. Like, very, very, like, uh, calm and, you know, generous, loving person is what he seems like when I see him talk about. Which is why I, like, don't want to just come down on this movie and the people who love it being like, well, it's shit in it. and Because you know, I don't really like it very much. I'm fascinated by it. But yeah, yeah, anyway, that's... that's but also, Jack, it's, it's, it. here's the thing is, it doesn't matter whether you like it or not, and it doesn't matter whether I like it or not. The film exists because fans wanted it to exist, and now they have it, and I'm very pleased for them. And I'll draw another comparison. I don't think there's anybody in the world who cares as much as me that the director's cut, the botched director's cut of Legion Exorcist 3 exists. I think most people who watch that director's cut will go, this? This is what you... You fought for this? Yeah, but that's <laughs> fine because I... It's not, you know, it's fine. And I and they can say whatever they want about it. And in fact, I did a commentary for it with Kim Newman in which, uh, you know, Kim said, the problem with this film is it doesn't make sense in any version. And uh, And I understand all those criticisms. It's fine. I'm still proud that it's in the world. I'm glad it's in the world because it's, you know, it's Bill's vision. Um, and I genuinely feel happy for fans that at no small... And for Snyder himself. Yes, exactly. And, but at, that at no small cost, this version of this movie now exists because certainly the one thing that it does... <laughs> Just four years and $75 million. The one thing that it does do is it wipes out the 2017 atrocity, which which we all, we're all agreed, you know, the, 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 the sooner everyone forgets about it, the better. But seriously, people, the, people... The one last thing I want to yeah. discuss with you about Justice League, 
Zack Snyder's cut of Justice yeah. League, is the bit at the start where Wonder Woman comes in, saves the day, disarms, well, throws a bomb away yeah. as it explodes. I like that sequence. <laughs> and then kicks a man out of a wall, blowing the wall off the building, yes. and then turns to a little girl and says, you can be anything you want to be. I like that sequence. <laughs> I like that. That was, that was, that was actually one of my favourite sequences in the film. Why did she have to blow up the wall? I don't understand why she did that. Like, she could have just flicked him over, like, easily. I had an argument, not an argument, somebody tried to argue with me on Twitter about it, and I was like, she's so fast, she just stopped, like, 30 bullets in a row. She could have just gone and shoved him over. She didn't know who was outside that building. And just the the cheesiness of turning around and saying to a little girl, you can be whatever you want to be after needlessly blowing a man up. Yeah, But you're you're fine with Flash turning back time. I'm fine with the Flash turning back time. By running 300 yards at the speed of light. It's a completely different argument. No, it's it's a completely different... Okay, but the, but here's yeah. So that's fine. That's fine. It is it is much more coherent. It is much better. It is clearly much better than the other version. Um, yeah. And uh, that's there's no question. You know, but let's. But you 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 think both rubbish for different reasons? No, I think that it's better than the other version. I think the other version is dull and incoherent. I think this is dull and coherent. But it's like um, it's like I would always rather see the proper version of something than some botched committee. And I, you know, credit where it is due. The fact is that that happened because fans wanted it to happen. And you can, you know, you can say what you like about Warner Brothers, um, you know, motivations. I mean, people say things like Warner's are only in it for the money, to which the answer is no shit. Really? <laughs> a huge multi- <laughs> multinational conglomerate is only in it for the money. Damn. I just, you know, I, I am. Thank sh- you for pointing shocked. that out. Yes, I just, you know, cause I've never, <laughs> it, it just never occurred to me when I paid 17 pounds to see it in the West end, that money was involved. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I, I do. I do. I do really, I do find it difficult that that the, that the culture around uh, around this has become so poisonous, and uh, and again, you know, in order to be fair, it's not just it's not just around this film, and it's not just around, but this film has become a focus of it, and I'll say it again so that everyone is clear: not blaming the film, I'm not blaming the filmmakers; they have quite rightly distanced themselves from it. Okay. But if you are part of it, you don't deserve movies. You really don't. It, yeah, it, and it, I hope I hope you don't think that your behaviour has earned you this. This is I will say it again. It's not the way. Don't. It's it's not it's not peace and love, man. It's not the way. And the people that made the movies you love would detest you for doing it. Oh, mate, massively, especially as you pointed out rightly under the circumstances. So yeah, but I don't. I don't want to end. No, end on an upbeat. With an on an upbeat. Jared Leto's Joker still sounds a little bit like Jim Carrey, doesn't he? Oh, the dream. The, the, the dream sequences at the end. The film finishes, and then there's half an hour of epilogues, of which twelve minutes is a dream sequence in which Jared Leto, who incidentally is the worst actor in the whole world, is worse <laughs> than he is in the Little Things. Oh, oh my I haven't seen the little sweet things. Lord. Um, but yeah, I I just can't get behind Jared Leto's Joker. I think it feels like Jared Leto is doing an impre- a bad impression of Heath Ledger. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah. He's he's terrible. He's genuinely <laughs> awful. Just rubbish. It's like why do people keep putting him in things all the time? But he's not even in it, the film. Every time it's I watch dream. Blade Runner twenty forty nine, I'm like, no, why? Jared, I'll see a bit why of Jared, Jared Leto, Leto in this. In this? <laughs> Honestly, you should see the little things. The little things is the kind of performance for which you know you you kind of people ring you up and go, "What were you doing?" Because it's you know oh, I'm a bit mysterious, uh, so I've got lanky hair, yeah, and I'm a bit fat because nothing says psycho killer like being a bit overweight. It's like oh, shut. Well, that's the thing is that like whenever I see Jared Leto doing the Joker, I'm like he thinks that the way to do this is just act weird, like act like you're weird. And it's like no, the way the reason why I still think that Heath Ledger's Joker, and but Joaquin doesn't Jackie Joaquin underplays it even more. It's like. I can imagine this person exists. But there were all those stories. And that's what's scary they, in, about which, it. Whichever film it was, in which he would like send dead rats to his cast members and then say, "It wasn't me that sent it. It was Joker." You go, "No, it's you playing Joker. You idiot. You're an actor. You're not the person. You're an actor. Grow up. Playtime's finished. Eat your f- lunch." You know <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> 
Yeah, the fact that he's... St- I honestly, at one time... I was uh, invited onto the set of Morbius, which is another fucking villain that he's playing. And they were like, oh, you can come on the set. You'll be able to watch the filming. You might be able to meet Jared, but he might be in camera, in character all day. So you might not be able to meet him. And I was like, he's going to be in character as Morbius, the living vampire, is he? So what's he going to be doing? Avoiding sunlight. Oh, don't put that garlic near me. Like, what does that mean? But you know that would be Jared. that would be the way to do it. Would be to walk into an interview with him and immediately produce a crucifix and drive it with his tape through his heart. <laughs> I did it for the people. Yes, that's right. I'm sorry, he was in character. It wasn't me that did it. He was in character. You know, I had to, I had to immediately splatter him with holy water. He was a vampire. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Anyway, look, to draw this to a close, Jack, we've had a lot of very nice responses to some yeah, of our somebody tweeted us, recent things. Uh, um, even about this episode saying, I think you should release it, then wait a few years and release one twice as long, which is different, but hardly an improvement. That's what somebody said about this particular podcast. I, 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 sh- I should say, just again, I, I do think this version is an improvement. I think it's, uh, you know, I think it is an improvement. So, okay, this is from, where are we now? Uh... This is on the subject of Romeo and Juliet, which we talked about at quite uh, a great length. This is from Hugh McKenna. Um, superb conversation. Is it Romeo plus Juliet as opposed to, and considering the use of plus, changes the dynamic of the title somewhat? Baz Luhrmann's Elvis biopic is near completion, incidentally, uh, which is right. Yes, I was com- I'm completely behind the curve on that. They've, they've, they've nearly done it already. I think, the, I think the Romeo plus Juliet thing is just a title affectation, isn't it? It's just... Yeah, it's just a 90s thing. Yeah, exactly. The 90s being weird and being... Yeah, if it had been, been the 80s, it would have been Romeo and Juliet, you know, like... <laughs> yes, it would, yeah, with the little apostrophes. Yeah, you're right. It absolutely would have been. Um, right, you God, I can't imagine what a Gen Z Romeo and Juliet is going to be. <laughs> it's going to be lowercase uh, and all one word. I don't know anything about Gen Z. Uh, right, okay. Also about uh, Romeo and Juliet, somebody said, um, Jack Howard, what you said about your 20s and 30s transition is exactly what I faced and felt at the time. I'm in my mid-40s now. Kermit movie, bang on to, especially about looking at old photos. Yeah, that's what anyone who can't remember, I said something about like feeling misplaced in your 20s and not knowing what to do about it. And I've been doing a lot of research about that recently, and it turns out it is a phenomenon that people... Because like, you go through life being told what to do a lot of the time, and then all of a sudden you get to your 20s, and you're expected to just be an adult, but no one's sort of letting you know how to do that. It's, um, yeah, so interesting thing to go through it, and it's and it feels it is and it's, it feels nice to know that it's becoming more sort of known as a thing that people go through. yeah and i mean it I, i'll be honest with you it isn't something that i had thought about until you talked about it and i had thought about it since then and it's kind of i mean for me it's a very i mean i'm i am nearly 60 now so again in relation to everything i've just said on this podcast what do you care what a 60 year old white straight guy thinks about your movie it's like you know i mean see i'm I'm genuinely serious about that you know i am a dinosaur in this profession and i understand that i mean it's it's been a nice run but i'm at the end of it so it's do you genuinely think that your view on things is becoming is that like an insecurity you have that you think your view on things is becoming a little bit out of date no it's 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 that you have to appreciate what you are you know i mean i there was a point when i was you know the kind of young hip cutting edge of film and I'm, I'm and that's not it anymore i'm now the old, i'm I've, i'm now the old school dinosaur it doesn't mean i mean i still stand by my opinions but i am who i am and i think you know when people talk about diversity for example 
I hate the thing we say, oh, we're just diversity for the sake of it. What do you mean just for the sake of it? It's not, it's because people who, who come from a different background, come from a different ethnicity, come from a different, you know, age, come from, have, will have different views on things. And that's how the world moves. Your children are always smarter than you are. You know, society, what's the, that, you know, quote, it's the, the you know, the, the arc of history bends towards justice slowly, but it does it. I do think that, that actually the progress of history is positive. And I think that each generation is a, you know, has a potential to, or is an improvement on the on the form one. I, I just think that when you have to you have to understand who you are, and I I am who I am, and I I would say to anyone who gets you know bothers about what I think about movies, why do you care what a sixty year old overweight balding straight white guy thinks about your film? It's so what's interesting about that is that I really care about what you think for, well, that's, for reasons that that's I'm, kind of you, know. Jack, but you know. <laughs> I really care about what you think about this. I think you I think the experience is is part of it, but also anyway. But how I feel about putting my thoughts out into the world is kind of the opposite. I'm like rather than like why do you care? My thinking is why would anyone care what I think? Sure. So I sometimes just don't put my thoughts out because I'm like who cares? There are so many thoughts in the world now. Why should I contribute my thoughts? That's kind of the difference I have right well, now. Well, if we're doing the thing about, you know, uh, blowing smoke up each other's ass, which I've never understood what that phrase means. I've never understood why that means complimenting somebody to blow smoke up their ass. How is that a compliment? You know, yeah. excuse <laughs> me, Andy, do what are you doing? I'm blowing smoke up you. What? What, just, what are you doing? What, is that a good thing? Why is that a I good thing? Exactly. That's what it, it does feel nice. You, Stevie Nicks cocaine roadie, what are you doing? Go away. Anyway, that, that's an old joke from the 1970s, listeners. Anyway, um, uh, this is... Is a uh, this was a tweet coming from Robert Hooker. Um, uh, this chat was a lot. Hang on, were you were you gonna were you gonna were you gonna blow smoke up my ass? Oh, no, I, guess gonna... I was. I beg your pardon. I got distracted. Yeah, <laughs> I do care what you think because I think that what you think is you know is important and relevant. And I think you're a smart guy, and I you know and I love listening to you talk about films. And also because oh well, thanks. No, but but and I think it's more relevant than what I think, which is why I would say in this discussion particularly. I think what you say about um, Justice, the Zack Snyder Justice League has more relevance than what I think about it. It doesn't mean that I don't feel it passionately and you don't feel it passionately, but I think it is more relevant because you are closer to the target audience for it. And I do think that it is always important for critics to understand that there are things for which you are not the target audience and you it, you, it is beholden to you to accept that and so yeah i i think i've told you before but i really appreciate when you do that in your reviews i remember your when we saw infinity war together and we went to the pub afterwards and you weren't as enthralled as me and all my friends were but then you mentioned that on the radio you talked about how look this didn't really do it for me but i can see the great effect it's having on people and i can also see that it's a very well made very well crafted You know, I, I like that you take that into account with things. Well, you know, there you go. Big, big, smoke away. Okay, if I smoke away. Okay, <laughs> this is right. This is from Claire. Oh my God, still one of my favourite films, and absolutely. I mean, I, I, st- I still think that. Um, is that about Romeo, Romeo and Juliet? I, you know, as I said, it was funny. I was kind of surprised. I, I think by how much you weren't knocked out by it, um, because yeah. I thought that it would be sort of right up your alley, and it was kind of interesting. I think it, it was probably just before. I mean, some people who are my age really, really love it. But I think I it was just before I gave a shit about movies, really. So, like, that tone now just feels very specifically 90s, but nothing that I... I don't really feel nostalgic for it or anything like that. Well, look, Jack, let's bring this to a close by saying, therefore, that... This was fun. Pardon me? It was fun. It was good. Was it was fun. good. I'm glad, you know, and I, I, I said I appreciate the difference of, of opinion about it, but I think we're kind of... We have certain similarities. The other thing I'd like to say is this... Um, like I said, there have been some five and four star reviews of the film, and incidentally, I think those the ones that I've read have been very well argued. I think Robbie Collin has argued his case very well. I think Peter Bradshaw has argued his case very well. I think Clarice argued her case very well. I think you know one of the things this has done is has brought out the best in in film criticism because people, you know, they 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 kind of they want to get it right and they want to you know they want to they 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 want to sort of you know to express themselves thoughtfully so i think it's i think that's been a very good thing and and i would finish from my end saying and i I can't stress this enough every now and then i you know i get the kind of well of course kermode wouldn't like that because or you know you just don't understand the fans thing and i do feel like saying you know fan culture was around before 
the current superhero thing. Yeah, and fan culture was around before Fangoria, and fan culture was actually around before sound cinema. Um, fan culture has always been a part of cinema, and fans have always had an effect on films. Uh, yeah, there's a very, you know, there's the famous thing about um, Buster Keaton recutting the sequence of him running down the, the hill with the boulders following him because he played it to an audience and they laughed when the one boulder fell out. And you go, oh, well, okay, I can get more laughs out of that. Chaplin would test screen movies. You know, I mean, the idea that it's something new is 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 very bad. And generally, I think, you know, I have great respect for fan culture. I particularly have great respect for people who work in horror movies and science fiction movies who don't turn their back on the fans. I've always said that one of the things that I loved most about Linda Blair is that years after she made The Exorcist, she was being incredibly generous to, you know, she said like five, six times a day, people would come up to her, ask her for her autograph and ask her about the head spin in The Exorcist. I said, what's it like? She said, it's like my left arm, it's just there. And she said, you know, yeah, it's... Man. That's so cool. Isn't it? You hear, you hear it? shitty stories. Like I hear Kevin Smith tell a story about um, working with Bruce, Lip Bruce Willis and somebody yelled, yeah, die hard when they were walking together just down Los Angeles. And Kevin Smith was like, oh, man, that's got to feel great. And then Bruce Willis apparently said, I hate the ones who say die hard the most. It's like, come on. Yeah, and then he was a dick. Stuff made then he was a dick on the movie. Then he was all the way through that movie, he behaved like a dick, you know. So, yeah. So it's nice to see, like, you know, like Mark Hamill is hugely involved Yeah, Mark Hamill is just the Star Wars fans. He's so thankful for that. Yeah, it's just fabulous. And I've always loved the fact that Kristen Stewart has never, ever been sniffy about Twilight. And I like that Robin Pat Robert Pattinson is sniffy about everything. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely <laughs> everything. People are like, oh, it seemed really unprofessional when he was like sniffy about Twilight. It's like, do you have you seen him talk about The Lighthouse? Like that movie, that which is absolutely an art house movie. Yeah. And he just completely undermines Does it. He? Oh, God bless him. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's just like, oh, it's just me and Willem yelling at each other. <laughs> well, anyway, so, so, you know, end this sort of thing. The fans got what they wanted. And that is a good thing. And I'm very, very happy for them. And if you love that film, good. Yep, I agree. And and the same goes to the people who wanted Sonic redesigns. I'm glad you got what you wanted. <laughs> okay, so look, if you've enjoyed this, uh, this is the usual stuff. The last time we did this, Jack refused to sign off. Um, uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast, tell your friends. Remember to subscribe, go to our Patreon page, get in touch with us on uh, Twitter, which is at Kermode on Film, or you can tweet me, which is at Kermode Movie, or you can tweet Jack, which is at Jack Howard. Um, do keep listening. Uh, we can only do this because you listen, so thank you ever so much. I mean, again, fan culture. If you decide you don't like yeah. us, we'll get cancelled. So, you know. But also, why do you? care about what a 60 year old and a 30 year old white guy has to say yeah, exactly <laughs> there are loads of other podcasts out there that will give you a much more kind of interesting take on it but this is <laughs> this, this is this is who we are this is what we do it's been a pleasure drink that. thank you cheers jack cheers goodbye cheers with your wheat beer Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.